guys, us is a liberal slave. Prepare to turn right. What is up? I'm here with Esty. This is episode 10. Or no, this is episode 9 because I started episode 10. Whatever. So, every episode with Esty is Episode a good 9. Um, I'm here with my good friend Aaliyah. Hi. Um, I'm actually so excited for this. Anything to share? Um, I guess I'm just like ground rules. Um, <laughs> am I allowed to swear? Um, no, because then I have to no. put an explicitly oh, on. Oh, no. Yeah, That's let's so not, sad. Let's, swearing to a minimum. But like okay. you could, were you gonna like bleep me out? So if you do, I'll bleep. have to bleep you out. Oh, because I don't maybe wanna, I could like bleep myself. Guys, if I have an explicit label, then this isn't like family friendly anymore. Uh, it's not really family friendly. Yeah, <laughs> I don't <laughs> know if so many families are gonna be listening. <laughs> no, to like guys. Okay, we're gonna give some like inside scoop here. Like I'll have people come to me like scoop. my like. How old is she? My like cousin who's like eleven, or like my na- my like old like neighbor who's like ten. They're like, I loved your podcast. I'm like, Aww. I did talk about sex trafficking, Stop. but like, it's fine. Perfect. So, like, I get it. So like, it's not something parent, but like, I don't want an explicit label. So we're gonna keep the swearing to a minimum. Sure. Um. So today's topic is masculinity and femininity, <laughs> like gender roles, gender roles, that type of thing. Oh, we're going at it today. So. Okay, so I think everyone knows my, like, view. She's conservative. I'm pretty She's conservative. I'm pretty traditional. Aaliyah, newsflash. <laughs> if you listen to what episode is that? Or I, she sent me an email. <laughs> a very strong email. email. <laughs> some strong language um, where she basically just, like, everything that I said, she, like, what didn't, didn't like. Yeah. And then I, I refuted it. Respectfully disagreed. Yeah, it was totally fine. And then the email cut off halfway way. through a sentence. You what? That? You sent the email and it was, like, cut off halfway through yeah. a sentence. Because <laughs> I just got so angry at the end. I just, like, couldn't even <laughs> And then you didn't going. send it for, like, two weeks. Okay. That's so true. this is the same girl from that. Woo-woo. Um, so why don't you explain your opinion very briefly on yeah, the Yeah, a brief overview, I guess, of masculinity and femininity uh, is that it's bad <laughs> so wait so let's just clarify because she you guys would think that like she's like a pretty standard liberal when it comes to this where it's Am like I a standard liberal no i can't when it comes to this i feel like you're not because like i feel like the standard liberal approach is like any anything everyone has masculinity and femininity in them but like they still like the boxes alia does not oh, like no, boxes. boxes like she doesn't like labels no it's zero so, you labels see, are bad yeah you're like a gender Guys, abolitionist I also, yeah okay so i, I just listen listen i also just want to put out there me and sd are really good friends we've been debating for years now okay <laughs> years like uh, since freshman year of high school we're both 19 are you 19 no oh my god girl when's my birthday <laughs> are you 20 no. oh my god are you 18 Guys, she just thought I was 20. Can you imagine if I was 20 right now? Wait, are you actually 18? I'm 18. No, you're not. When's my birthday? July? No. April? May? Wait, what's after July? Are you kidding me? (laughs) No. July. August. My birthday's not in August. My birthday's not in August. I'll edit out anything. Yeah. Yeah, sure. No, actually, please don't. It's so funny. Okay, wait. So when's my birthday? You don't know. When's your birthday? Mm -hmm. August? Yeah? No. Oh. <laughs> September. Yeah. Yeah. September 14th. No. 15th. No. 17th. So you're getting further. 12th. 
No. 11th? No. Sep- oh, September 11th would not that be would a be good my birthday. birthday. That's one with that birthday. September 1st. No. 2nd. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm literally, I knew that on the first try. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not, I'm not 19 yet. Her birthday, fun fact, is February 29th. I actually have a really cool birthday. <laughs> I can actually talk about that for a long time, okay, but good. I won't. But so yeah, her cool. birthday's February 29th. So she is and 19, four. but she's also four Three and a fourth. And quarters. Three and qu- four. Wait, what did I just say? Oh, no. Four and you're, you're three four, quarters. Four and three quarters, yeah. yeah. I feel like I just said something different, but it's okay. No, you're four and... Yeah, so that's a fun fact. Okay, so but we're not here to talk about birthdays, <laughs> actually. Um, we could. Maybe we, next next episode. Yeah, I think... Um, okay, so this is going to be a little less... Uh, less... Boring. More, a little more controversial yeah. than birthdays, a but... Um, yeah, so good. I guess my opinion on masculinity and femininity would be that... Uh, listen, it's just another form of boxes that we put oh onto god. people. <laughs> She's already like, oh god, okay, here just, we go. Just go, just keep going. Um, yeah, so we just put boxes onto people, and I just think that that's a bad thing. Like, let people be whoever they want to be with no no limits, no boxes, you know, no expectation. Interesting. At the end of the day, we're all souls, so okay. don't judge the exterior. Okay, so... On the surface level, that's, like, a nice idea, and I have, like, uh-huh. a few, I have many key problems with that. We'll uh, start with one, and I'll just, like eventually, we'll get around to all of them. The calm before the storm. Like, yeah, so I have many, many destroy. problems with that ideology. Sure. One of which is that, and this is kind of what, this isn't something that I think people talk about as much, because I have, like, all the basic oh, counterpoints to that, but uh-huh. something that I think that people don't talk about as much is there is no such thing as just neutrality, because... Really, you can, like, there can be, oh, in theory, like, something that is totally neutral, but actually, Michael Knowles talks about this a lot, and oh, it's so, it's so interesting. Political Republican. Yeah he's, yeah. he's a little more authoritarian than I am. Oh, great. So, Even I don't better. fully agree with this idea in all the ways he applies it, but I think it's interesting you, that you can't have, like, this value neutral, just totally, like, formless society, that there's always going to be some set of values. So in theory wishing for like i hope one day there's no idea of gender but when you and you come to like the reality and you actually look at society and the way society is structured it's not possible so i think it's just kind of a little bit too that idea might seem nice but it's a little bit too like in the clouds like it's not realistic yeah Listen, I think as of today, you would be correct in a certain sense. Like, is it possible in one swoosh? No, not the way that I'm going to be saying it. (laughs) But nothing ever is. And if you kept that mindset, then nothing would ever progress. Nothing would ever improve. And I guess he was a conservative wanting to conserve things and limit things (laughs) instead of of keep them from progressing. That mindset is very limiting. Um, So I would actually argue that, you know, aim for the sky. Okay, interesting. And I guess I guess this kind of is my fundamental mm-hmm. disagreement with liberalism. Here we that go. we're we kind of getting off topic, which I'll bring it back because I have a million other arguments. Mm-hmm. But one, I guess this is kind of one of my problems with liberalism. And this is kind of like a stereotype or like kind of like a joke people say that like a lot of people are liberal when they're younger. And then when they start, they get into the real world, they become conservative just because they see what the facts are on the ground. Mm-hmm. So I guess you could say that this is a nice idea but and what you're saying is like yeah we always need to be progressing and great we always need to be progressing i agree this society has many problems (laughs) that need to be solved Uh, i don't think we would agree on what the problems were (laughs) i think we would argue there are different problems Mm -hmm. but and of course this needs to be solved but we can't just alter like this is i guess a separate argument we can't Mm -hmm. alter reality 
And that's well, what I think what a lot of verbalism can. is based on. How I mean, can we alter reality? The, that's that's just the definition of reality. It's you know, I mean, this is our this is our yeah, this is our fundamental <laughs> this disagreement. Is our fundamental disagreement. Our this is where we bump heads constantly. Mm-hmm. But I believe in subjective reality, <laughs> and she believes in objective reality. Oh my God. So I believe yeah. reality is yours to morph and yours to change, however one desires or pleases, uh-huh. which I guess does not really. I should probably turn my ringer off, <laughs> but I mean, it's fine. We my can, phone just like whatever. dinged. Um, no, but um, I guess that's where me and Essie always come to disagree. Yeah, we are definitely always disagree on that. Idealism. She's you're more relativist. Relativist. I honestly don't like, even know what that means. Like, but do you agree that like morality is subjective? Yeah. That's okay, so she's more relativist. I am not a moral I mean, relativist. I mean, we can, we can discuss the, I mean, okay, listen, with me and Essie, we could go on tangents about everything for hours, mm-hmm. and I could sit here and disprove that, but I want to focus more on masculinity and <laughs> yeah, femininity, okay, so. but this is not her winning, okay? I just <laughs> want to make that clear. Okay, I so. I just want to focus on yeah. So, but I think topic. that kind of describes where our disagreements come yeah. from, in a way, because hers right. is coming from her worldview, and mine is coming right. from my very different worldview. And listen, it makes sense, we you know are different people and that's yeah. okay it's but totally fine i yeah. whatever i'm just gonna say this for fun but i think that the definite like the very the very reason that we have differing opinions is because our realities are different from each other i don't <laughs> okay. know my okay. my me my reality essie's never going to be able to live it or experience it so it's inherently subjective but you know Okay. We can leave that for another. So time. yeah, we're we're gonna disagree on that, <laughs> okay. but to a very large extent, just a but, bar for the course. Yeah. So I guess another, and th- it's all gonna come back to the same point. We That's always have true. this problem when we debate. We always it's always it's all gonna come back to that fundamental idea right. of what is reality, it, what is subjective, what is truth, right. um, what cannot be changed. But I guess another, it's kind of tied to that, but another point is that it's not like these came out of nowhere. Oh, here we go. Yes, so this they, is the nature okay. versus nurture, okay? So oh, here we go. I'm not denying uh-huh. the Social. impact that society uh-huh. and culture has on the ways people wow. behave and interact worded. with each other. I'm not denying Beautifully that. Beautifully worded. Okay, but so this is where we're going to disagree. social constructs. I believe uh-huh. that things are socially <laughs> constructed, but oftentimes those social constructs are mm-hmm. based in real re- truths and realities yeah so, like at one point maybe but as time progresses you know sometimes there's no basis for so things you that just occur. think that there's no <clears throat> besides for the cultural things you think have been indoctrinated into us uh-huh. what are the act do you think there are zero actual in inherent in a differences between men and women i think obviously you know there are some very obvious ones such as you know um <laughs> your body mm-hmm. is obviously different the levels of hormones are going to be different but as for very social things like the color pink and the color blue which have been tied blue to masculinity and men and pink to femininity and women are just inherently social have nothing no no basis in in biology and i would hope that you agree okay so yes meaning in those that specific example Mm -hmm. the color pink it was it's not like there is a i mean i'm sure you if you talk to someone like jordan peterson who's like more like into this evolutionary psychology type of mindset i'm okay (laughs) i love jordan peterson she does not um you'll 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 actually find very interesting things that tie things like color and makeup and things like that into 
very biological, very evolutionary things, which is interesting. But even besides for that, you have to agree that even though mm-hmm. not all boys like blue, not all girls like pink, mm-hmm. these types of stereotypes mm-hmm. have some basis in things that are not cultural. Like, let's if you look at mm-hmm. just one study yeah. here, let's there's a lot the of there's a lot of studies that you can. The problem with these studies is you can always say, well, "Okay, right. great, men like this and women like this," but at that point, they've already been socialized. Right. So a lot of the I studies mean, that I find interesting... Which, which is, like, valid argument, I will have to say, but continue. It is, yeah, that is a valid argument. So there's a lot of studies that I think are very valuable that actually talk about these differences where there's no socialization. So, for example, there's a study of monkeys, and monkeys are not playing with toys. Like, in the wild, through socializing, they're not whatever. Uh-huh. And there's this study where male, the male monkeys, uh-huh. strongly preferred... Cars strongly preferred toys uh-huh. with wheels and uh-huh. then the females strongly right. preferred like plush toys mm-hmm. those monkeys had never seen those toys before right. that there was no way they could have any preconceived notions right. so clearly there's you can argue that to some extent there are some things that are cultural but at the end of the day some things are tied into deep biological ideas i mean that okay listen while that study is very interesting about monkeys and all that um I, I mean, I just think it is very silly to say that men are more, you know, biologically inclined to play with cars and, like, girls are more biologically inclined to play with dolls and it has nothing to do with the fact that, you know, things like Barbies are immediately, you know, targeted advertisements for girls and women and Hot Wheels and other male, or not male, but masculine uh advertised toys are directed and advertised and pushed towards boys and men i think you know even if there was a tiny biological aspect of males like to play with wheels and females like to play with squishy things you know i i think that ignoring the huge social impact that advertisement media um and you know it's it's really taught has on a person right so again i'm not denying that impact but if you again one point would be that even in the absence of socialization these these like interests still exist and are still very different in men women but also i think even if you were to acknowledge that socialized aspect of it Mm -hmm. just looking at the way our brain like the these these aren't random these Mm -hmm. things even though they're being marketed it's not like one day someone woke up and decided i think girls should play with dolls it's because these things have been so you think that someone just like one day decided that and then one day decided it i think it's very intentional so where did it come from traditionalism so where did traditionalism come from i think listen at the very beginning it may have started from some biological aspect okay listen there's there there's nothing you know everything has a starting point right so i think it's just silly to say that one person just randomly came out and said it because obviously Mm -hmm. there there is gonna be a reason behind everything right but some things are undeniably social constructs and just made up by society for little to no reason so there may have been a you know as jordan peterson wants to say (laughs) a biological evolutionary reason why boys like the color blue and girls like the color pink but at the end of the day is that really why today boys go for the color blue and girls go for the color pink no that's just silly to say 
So at one point, sure. You want to say that it was biological at one point in time? Sure. Does that mean that men are now, you know, more inclined to like masculine things? No. Okay, so I hear that. Two points on that. Okay. One, so you're, if you're saying it had a starting point, mm-hmm. that starting point was before any socialization. Mm-hmm. Uh, by definition, if this started before our culture developed which I think we both agree it did, Mm -hmm. then it started at a biological point and that biology hasn't changed. So even though these have been inculcated and reinforced by society, Mm -hmm. they still have that root within them that is biological and that root is more powerful than people like to admit. These differences between men and women are not arbitrary. They're there Mm -hmm. for a reason and I mean that's kind of a separate point but these differences are significant and even though men and women are more similar than they are different the differences are still incredibly very like pretty easy to just examine by talking seeing the way they interact with each other seeing the way men and women behave these these biological differences are coming from the from thousands of years ago Mm -hmm. and they haven't changed so well these haven't they though because if you look at you know other cultures beside for you know our <clears throat> you know i forgot what it's called it's like ego culturism or whatever where you like put your own culture yeah ethnocentrism as, yeah thank you <laughs> what is it ethnocentrism ethnocentrism yeah big words not not for <laughs> me <laughs> but um no because of well, say it again ethnocentrism yeah. <laughs> because of ethnocentrism we like to view other cultures through our own heteronormative okay uh-huh. there's the buzzword yeah. guys heteronormative and it was gonna come out uh-huh. at some point oh yeah um through our own you know culture and our own anecdotal and you know our our own culture we kind of miss what's happening in other parts of the world like there are matriarchal societies out there today and they're and listen like um even stanford uh, there's a study from genderinnovations.stanford.edu, <laughs> and they say that feminine and masculine traits differ by region, religion, class, nat- na- national culture, and other social factors, um, and how feminine and masculine traits, their their values are different culturally. So that's proving that it's not biological and it's very socially constructed because you're right if blue really was like masculine then every boy would like the color blue in every culture in across history but that's not how it works okay so right and i think this is kind of where the key difference is is Mm -hmm. because different cultures have different ways that they express these gender differences because in a culture with less I guess commercialism and less right. like less resources they're not gonna have necessarily things in every color they're more things that let's like they're not wearing the same clothes as us they're not playing with There's the same things as labels, us less boxes okay so, sure <laughs> um so you're gonna see that these gender differences are of course going to be expressed differently because they're they're living in different cultures and i think that's where the culture comes in the culture influences the ways that these differences are expressed but in every culture these key differences exist and there is no culture that you can say the women are not considered the primary caretakers of the children which is based in biology women are naturally more nurturing it's just and and even besides for those like exceptions matriarchal societies whatever that you've discussed gender stereotypes really 
in broad like there are always going to be exceptions broadly are not unique to american culture there's a study with johnny williams and deborah l best either two researchers in 1982 where they basically did a cross-cultural exploration of gender stereotypes they looked at 30 different cultures and they found that there was a high degree of agreement on stereotypes where basically they saw that most societies had very similar views about gender roles and some more research that they did found that males tend to be more strong and more active females are Mm -hmm. less that more nurturing things like that that's a study from 2001 from them we just see of course there's going to be some cultural impact of course (laughs) culture plays a part culture is largely playing a part in the ways these things are expressed but they're based in biological real truths right uh that is interesting um i'm gonna have you repeat the last sentence because my brain is slow and i'm gonna need some (laughs) so i think where culture plays a part is that culture is because different cultures have different realities they live in Mm -hmm. different climates they live with different um economic and circumstances so the stereotypes and the ways they're expressed are different meaning like you're not going to go to like Africa and see them playing with the same toys because they don't have the same things in their society. Mm-hmm. But the key, the core differences between men and women don't change across societies. They there are going to be slight changes because of culture and the ways these these societies are have been formed, but the key differences don't really change that much across cultures. I feel like that's just because most of the world is male dominated and as we are currently <laughs> okay. seeing with America right now, the uh the left, the uh scary liberals, <laughs> they are they're, you know, they're approaching it a different way, a way that I don't think history has ever really truly seen yet. So, you know, when women are you know, stronger than men in a certain sense, I think you'll see roles start being reversed almost and and it's you know it's so scary for like republicans to say like oh my gosh like a man will cry that's not a real man and i think that creates such toxic toxicity in men and specifically masculinity um listen i think masculinity and femininity are great but like as i said they are just more things to label people with and you know it's listen there there are different types of labels right there are labels that we don't care about like okay i like the color i happened actually it's ironic my the color pink is my favorite color which is same such (laughs) irony you know but i i love the color pink okay i'm not i don't like blue guys i'm not a man okay oh god (laughs) um i like the color pink right so that's a label that i'm happy to have that doesn't have any impact like okay like I'm my name is Aaliyah I like the color pink okay like fun fact like no one's gonna treat me differently right but then there are some more key factors and some of them do have real impact on the way people treat you like you know if you're a woman or if you're a man or if you're you know white presenting or if you're black presenting or you know any other you know race or culture especially in America that's not you know there's some like prejudice or bias there um and i just think that those are the labels that we should be kind of wary of because they do cause us to treat other people differently and i think at the very basis of my argument is just respecting all people no matter what and i think femininity and masculinity are are you know they they are labels and they do cause people to treat you differently like 
and I think even in a negative way like if a woman wants to be more masculine you know first of all I think it's just interesting to point out not not even like anything kind of associated with this just an interesting observation but if a woman is more masculine she's more likely to be associated with being gay and if a man is more feminine he is more more likely to be associated with being gay and i think that's a really interesting observation i don't really know what it means but i just think it's a cool observation um but like if a man is more feminine you will see bullying you will see teasing and i think that just creates not great things and the same thing with women if a woman is more masculine you know socially she suffers and that's not good and that's what i think i i want to try to stray away from i'm not arguing i mean i i am arguing but <laughs> i'm not trying to say that there is no biological basis i just think that the biological basis that exists should not be this significant where we have to treat other people differently and especially with you know things like the color you know blue and pink and whatever you know it gets really deeper like that like let's say this list i have i'll show essie because i don't even know how to say this <laughs> okay, it's like color code color coded you know pink obviously <laughs> like we in the western culture we associate masculinity with things that are ego oriented money and materialistic things are important to them or to to high to people with high masculinity and they live in order to work okay and they're they, you know, they believe that they are the alpha, the on top, you know, and Republicans love to say, like, alpha male, like, traditional men, okay, like. So, I have some qualms with that. Okay. Guys, my next episode, get ready. Elise is going to agree with What's next this episode. next episode? We're talking about Andrew Tate. <laughs> oh, my God. I hate him. Don't worry. Oh, my God. Thank God. <laughs> Guys, this is, this is next level. Guys, I hate Andrew Tate. Don't oh worry. Thank get God. ready for next episode. Don't worry. But anyway, so continue. Just, um, And then, like, feminine, more feminine people are more relationship orientated the quality they work for in order to live and the quality of life and people are important to them and they you know stereotypically i guess believe that they are submissive or weak in in comparison to a man who is dominant and strong okay so it's like, I feel like I have like a lot of points and I like should have been writing them down as yeah, you were no. talking. I but feel I feel like you should edit like some of this like down a little because I feel like I talked for a very mm, long it's fine. time. Well, I'll, I'll see if anything is super repetitive, but um, let like me just think of is. one thing too, because I think I had a I feel like I had so many Sorry. points. I kept like changing pages in my notes to find what I wanted to say, but oh my gosh, she's pages. I'm, I was gonna say a bad <laughs> word, but I'm not. Okay, I'm but done <laughs> <for>. <laughs> I guess okay. Here's one thing that I'm I definitely bleak. wanted to say is that. And this kind of comes back to what you were saying at the beginning, mm-hmm. but society does need norms. I think there are some norms that are harmful. Okay. Like, I'm, I think a lot of conservatives will disagree with me, but I don't think we should be telling men they should never cry. I think that is harmful. Oh what is this? Um, so, is not our conservative yeah. Republican. So I think it. that is harmful. I think there are some bases to that statement and that telling men they should have some control over their emotions and be a little strong is fine but telling men they should never cry is going to cause them a lot of problems later in life which it um, is currently doing yeah and i mean men are committing suicide a lot more they're yeah. getting going to jail a lot more things like that and i think we can distinguish between the harmful ramifications of the norms and work to perfect those norms over time so they aren't harmful 
but I don't think we should be getting rid of norms. There's a study that I feel like the person was not, like, implying anything gender-wise. I just thought it was an interesting study. Mm-hmm. This guy named Saul McLeod, PhD, is from University of Manchester. He says, norms provide order in society. It is difficult to see how human society could operate without social norms. Human beings need norms to guide and direct their behavior, to provide order and predictability in social relationships, and to make sense of an understanding of each other's actions. We see this kind of how this impact like we see this idea a lot with when you're raising kids there's tons of studies that have to do with the impact that a lack of structure and a lack of order have on children which i did tons of research on because it's so important but i think we can apply that idea to a larger society as the study is suggesting that having norms and feeling like there's some kind of structure is a very positive thing now there are going to be negative things that come about and that's what we're further working to perfect this these ideas and of course we're not saying you have to do this no one's saying if you are a woman you have to do these jobs if you're a man you have to never no one's saying that but you you don't have to change the entire culture just because not everyone's going to fall into that but the reality is a lot of people do even as and there's studies on this as well even as i think you would agree that society has become a lot more progressive i think you would agree i i mean not to the point where i would like it. so okay but yes compared to 100 years ago sure we're a lot more progressive we're a lot more accepting and certain certain ways okay in certain ways ways, but even as more women have entered the workforce Mm -hmm. women still do mostly jobs in health and education and that was true in 1972 i think you would argue that today compared to 1972 we're a lot more progressive but that ratio hasn't really changed same thing with manufacturing men are still doing most manufacturing jobs even though even though women it's become more progressive because i think you have to agree that there are some norms that are based in reality and even as society has progressed those norms haven't changed and there's nothing wrong with those norms even though we can say you don't have to fit into those everyone can live their own life and do what they want but even though we can say that we can also acknowledge that there's nothing wrong with with giving a boy a truck and because they're probably gonna like that if they don't then okay they want to play with the doll let them play with the doll but just assuming things is not bad i don't think that's a bad thing i think that norms are based in reality enough that we can assume certain things okay (laughs) um interesting yeah very interesting points i you know listen there are some social norms that are good like you know a basic sense of morality hey like don't kill other people you know i'm not like a cab but you know like okay, you know i mean a little bit but, <laughs> oh, but this is a different conversation yeah um no but there are some social norms that are good like don't kill people you know don't steal a basic sense of consent morality type of situation <laughs> as she already knows all my morality is oh, based yeah. on consent oh whatever. yeah yeah she already knows there's some kind of horrifying implications of that but it's fine sure <laughs> <laughs> okay anyways yeah sure um but and okay you also mentioned parenting which i thought was interesting i just wanted to touch on that a little mm-hmm. you know you see from the left gentle parenting and you know listen for the last however many years in a lot of different cultures beating your kids and beating your wives okay. was very acceptable i disagree with that obviously what, what do you mean i oh, oh okay I, okay like you disagree yeah, with like i, I don't think I, some, some conservatives believe in corporal punishment i don't but unless it's like you know what <laughs> what what okay, okay. <laughs> 
family and we're trying sorry. to keep this family friendly. Oh yeah, sorry. My dad's sorry. gonna listen to this. This is gonna be edited out. <laughs> oh, so I can sad. edit it out if you want. No, no, leave it in. Okay. Anyways, okay. Because her thing is all I'll based on that. consent. I'll leave that for you. Dot dot dot. You know, you guys can fill in the blanks. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> um, so what you yeah. So the left just does like gentle parenting. Um, you know, no beating your wives, no beating your kids. Okay, there's a lot of gray area. There's a lot of middle ground between being totally gentle with true. your kids and then beating. There's true. a lot of in between. Very true. But like treating your kids as if they're, you know, people with actual opinions, actual emotions instead of being like, yeah, you're a child. You should be able to like work in the fields when you're 12. Like, okay, listen. Yes, progression is obviously good and you know, if you're on the right side of history, which is progression. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> you will see that a lot of things that were once considered great and like these social norms are never going to change and like we should never even try to change them like feminists and the left went out and were like listen beating your wives maybe not so great you know okay so i think the distinction is that we have to see are the social norms based in moral truths because if you look at what let, let's say slavery that was a social norm i mean right. not yes. as much as people think because most people did not have slaves it was a very small fraction of the population so i wouldn't I, but I, I think we can argue it was socially normal okay okay but that wasn't based in any truth there was no right. more well, moral society moral social norm saying that black people are worse than white people it was just something that we made up and decided basically well but everything is based in something right and i think if you went back in time and asked those people you know the whites you, like these you know these people that owned slaves they would tell you oh it's in my bible oh it's in you know okay it's but it's in. not in the bible <laughs> okay but i'm saying they would use something to back it up they obviously like you know everyone wants to be perceived as good and moral so even if they steal something they're gonna make up a reason why for some twisted reason it's it's logical and moral because that's how people want to be perceived right so, so i think you know yes obviously we can look back at it now and say okay like guys come on it's obviously it's not rooted in anything other than you just don't want to do anything and you have someone right here to do it for you we have to be more moral than that but they're going to be able to back it up with whatever they want because they could do whatever they want okay so i guess that and again kind of comes back to my other point is that anything can be justified but i think there are things there are inherent right and wrong so i think those things that even though they justified them there there was some high there isn't a higher order i guess is what i'm saying there is a higher moral order in which that is wrong and i'm arguing that the differences between the genders is based on not our own justifications it's not something we made up it is something that is based on a higher scientific but even i'm not going to get religious but a higher order of truth Mm-hmm. And that is the basis of it. So you can say that all norms are justified. We always want to think that what we're doing is right, of mm-hmm. course. Mm-hmm. But then some things that we're doing are wrong and some things that we're doing are actually right. And it's not like all about just you deciding. Right. I mean, I think that back to what, I mean, okay. First of all, back to what I was kind of saying at the very beginning about just like respecting other people and, you know, getting rid of these labels that that can fine you because let's let's say like what what you said right like feminine women stayed in education right so if you're not a feminine woman does that mean that you are no longer interested in education like you see how it could be harmful though like you see how it could be used to like kind of 
dis- dissuade someone from doing something that they want to do just because it's not rooted in what they are. So I'm not saying that we shouldn't allow people to do what they want. Okay. But I think that, and there's science to back this up, but the idea that there are no correlations based in anything higher is false. So there's nothing wrong with kind of, again, like giving your daughter dolls to play with Mm -hmm. and giving your son trucks because most people, and you can argue, there's studies and it's around like one in 10 men will have a more feminine temperament and one in 10 women will have more masculine temperament. So point one, most people will fit into those general stereotypes they won't be harmed by those stereotypes to a great extent and even those who don't fall into them then when they are at a point where they kind of have established their identity and they're not like a two-year-old that you're saying is trans which like i don't think you agree with but um but like you're not okay Um, no i don't agree okay good um you're not like just I mean, a little bit okay um but <laughs> once they have established their personality and they're at a point where these this lack of structure that parents have to provide once they're at a point that they don't need that same amount of structure and they can choose their own things i think we should encourage that to, with some limits but we can encourage them to choose different things that's totally fine but that doesn't erase the idea that these stereotypes or these Mm -hmm. roles generally match most people's natural tendencies and are not harmful unless uh, there are some aspects of them that are harmful that i think we should be working to erase but them in themselves are harmful you can say that because i'm trying to think of like a harm give like a harmful example that like you think would be like aggression okay so that can be used for good and bad and okay they're going to be can be used for good i mean i guess like yeah yeah um, being like aggressive, being aggressive to protect, to protect your family in case of threat, um, and then of course there's by, threat by by who? By an intruder. Oh, by which are statistically, m- m- what? what? Okay, what? okay, what? okay. What? And I get I get what you're saying. Okay, so she's saying. Okay, I get what you're saying. Um, so of course these stereotypes can have harmful effects, but they also have a lot of really positive effects, and they have a lot of really positive impacts on society so we can say let's take these natural tendencies and take these natural kind of rules that you feel like you're fitting in let's channel them into a positive way but i don't see a reason for completely just dismantling all these societal norms just because some bad things happen because of them let's instead improve those norms and work to further perfect them so fewer people take those natural rules and tendencies that they fit into and use them for bad Okay, I think the word harmful is, while accurate, not the full picture. I also think the word effect is more, like, relevant. Because, okay, it may not harm people, but it definitely affects people. It affects even the language we use. Like, men use violent language with each other. Like, such as, you're killing it, smash them, go in with it, guns a-blazing. Like, these are just some, some phrases used by men you know white collar men to to do like good things so then it kind of translates into the only way that the only way that men are able to evaluate themselves are at a level of violence which causes a lot of aggression issues but i digress like that doesn't really have anything to do with masculinity but i mean it does but but i i never mind I, i actually take that back it definitely does but i guess i'm trying to say that Although it may not be harmful, sometimes, like, does the color blue really translate to anything harmful? No. 
and I'm sorry, I keep coming back to these like, you know, yeah. familiar terms. If we want, you can use something else, but just like I'm just trying to use like a general term. But you know, that that might not be harmful. But I think the overall, you know, from the second you are born, you are put under this umbrella term of male. And what does that entail? Masculinity. And what does that entail? All of these things which you are then perceived by externally before you even have a chance to think about what you want because you're shoved all these things all at once by, you know, it's by your home, it's by your it's by your teachers. Teachers literally have a, a bias that men will succeed more than women. Not not all teachers, obviously, but, you know, historically, men have been working and women have been in the home. So therefore, teachers who have traditional mindsets have this bias that men should be working and women should be housewives so they're going to teach like that there's actually a you know there's a study of a self-fulfilling prophecy um which is like a psychology term where you know if you think with the end in mind your that thing will become true so there was like this teacher who had who had a a class right two classes and the school told them that one class is really smart and one class is like really not so smart okay and like they're troublemakers whatever and the teacher went with that the end in mind and the class that the school said was going to be smart ended up really smart and the class that ended up being troublemake like the the other class that she was told was going to be troublemakers ended up doing exactly that so i think there is kind of a a point where we have to say to ourselves like listen how much of it is really like was that class actually smarter than the other class or was it just because she was told that the bias was there and that's all you really needed to quick start the cycle okay so two points on that just that i was thinking so one specifically about the self-fulfilling prophecy we can assume there was probably no basis to those first assumptions, first of all, because it was just a ra- two random groups of kids. Right. So you can assume that there probably was really no basis behind it. So I think that, of right. course, the self-fulfilling prophecy and when it comes to stereotypes of men and women has some basis, but trying to conflate this study with that to the full extent isn't really so honest because there are differences between men and women that often will naturally come true. But... I think I understand that point and that I think that the way we are viewed definitely can impact further behavior, but that's why we're working to further, further like progress these norms and not make, make them less harmful. So for example, there used to be a stereotype that like women really did stay home, really women didn't have jobs, they didn't leave the house. And now I think we're at a point where we say, you know, women can have a job. We think that but it's- why is that? Like, why did we- why did it change so drastically? Because I think feminism mm-hmm. was necessary at the beginning okay. and it helped perfect a lot of these norms. Now I think we're way past that, but we were able to take true things, mm-hmm. further perfect them to allow everyone to enjoy the same equality and the same the same rights as everyone else. But I think once we start to then subvert the norms entirely because they still have problems, it's like throwing baby out with the bathwater. There are a lot of great things and a lot of beautiful things about the differences between men and women and the ways that families, the nuclear family, the way that that, okay, the way that that like creates a, a secure a secure environment for a child and also the way that that is the foundational building block of society, that that's a beautiful thing. There were some problems. There was a lot of a lot of things that women were not allowed to do. There are a lot of things that your gender did 
legally hold you back from doing now i think then feminists kind of said okay like we're women we're different than men we acknowledge that we acknowledge that these differences are meaningful i think there were even seeds of problems within that which i could talk about but it's kind of irrelevant let's assume that they just had this more pure intention which i don't always believe but assuming they had that pure intention so then it's about okay let's take these truths let's let's perfect them in a way that we're allowing everyone the same opportunities everyone the same rights but without throwing out all of the norms entirely just because there were some bad things in the past that had to do with those norms. I just think that, you know, not every woman, and I honestly think that women, okay, yes, listen, the social norms that we see today are very, very impactful. And every woman, if you go to kindergarten, show and tell, every little girl, they're gonna, oh, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a nurse. I want to be, you know, something that's more stereotypically feminine, right? I want to be a teacher. I want to be a nurse. And the boys are like, I want to be a fireman. I want to be a police officer. I want to be, you know, and that's whatever in itself inherently kind of violent a little bit (laughs) no you don't agree no i don't agree because i think if we don't give men a healthy way to channel their natural aggression that's when we're gonna get more violence if you tell men listen you are aggressive you have those tendencies within you because they already feel it if you don't let them feel it they're six they feel it at six to not to the same extent but if you're saying that when they come into kindergarten Uh they because Yes, I, I think that it, it starts very early, but I think that it's about channeling it correctly. It's about saying, okay, like I'm really you nice. really you you like playing with your Nerf gun, great. So let's right. let's talk about healthy ways to channel this but aggression. Why do go they like run with outside, the go gun? play, go play outside. Don't go slap people. There are healthy ways and there are unhealthy ways yeah, to just channel go natural shoot them tendencies. with the Nerf gun. So <laughs> why is it advertised? Why are like I don't understand because violence is not violence is only bad when it's no violence is bad period so violence against someone who's breaking into your home that's good the reason that they're breaking into your home that's literally called violence so they are breaking into your home that is violence so fighting fire with fire is not necessarily helpful when there's the reality get rid of the fire the reality is we can't get rid of fire fire will never ah! disappear (laughs) these norms will never go away because they are biologically if we and based on a higher order yeah, so never if we start with that mindset, they never will go away. Because if we continue to perpetuate the negative stereotypes of men, and especially their aggression and the violence in them, of course, aggression and violence is never going to stop because you're telling men that they have it. Instead of saying, listen, you know, aggression and violence, not okay. Let's not so, break into other people's homes. So you think they don't have any any tendency towards aggression at all? I mean, I think testosterone does play a little bit of a part. Yeah. Yes, he's about to pull up some stats. I'm looking. <laughs> I already know. She she has like 15 pages of notes, guys. I really underprepared. Which I Just literally knew coming in. Guys, I'm so nervous. <laughs> but it's fine. Okay, but so you know you're... how many people are listening to this that I've debated with before? Should I like list out names right now? Can I say hi to people? Sure, go for it. <laughs> no, now I feel like self-conscious. <laughs> Hi. Oh gosh. No. Okay. I feel so scared to like say names. Yeah, I say I just usually say first names, but I usually say names. Like I don't know. I'm just gonna send this to every single person and both of my yeah, seminaries please. and all my friends. Yeah. And they're all gonna be like, Aaliyah, <laughs> so funny. You, you're wrong. <laughs> and I'm gonna be like, guys, it's Essie. It's fine. Uh, I knew she was gonna win, but like, oh god, it's okay. fun anyway. Okay. So what were you saying about well, I about like something about? fighting fire with fire would yeah you yeah, get rid yeah. Of the fire? i'm just saying like 
if we start with the end in mind, we do create a self-fulfilling prophecy where we just perpetuate the negative stereotypes of men, which is violence and aggression. And we see such, and sorry, am I cutting you off? No, no, okay. no, I'm just thinking of what I'm saying. Keep no, no, no I'm, yeah, I'm done. So, okay, except that we have to take into account natural tendencies because if men have, okay, testosterone, there are a bunch of other brain differences and hormone differences that impact behavior i think that's pretty obvious so it, it which is more dangerous trying to completely ignore that say do whatever you want they feel like they can't show any aggression at all they then once they become older then have never found a healthy outlet for that and are going to lash out this is again not idealistic this is very practical or we acknowledge that there's a high chance that you not 100 percent because not all men are one way not all men are another way which is why we allow them freedom to do what they want within reason we allow them meaning like okay. women are allowed to go to work You're, are they allowed to or it's a right and a you know they're, they're, they're allowed privilege. to because they have a right they have right. the right to by by okay so yeah i would say by god but i i think you have okay but this is kind of side okay but or if we don't if we acknowledge that there is a high likelihood that this boy that you have your child is probably gonna have some aggressive tendencies so either we can completely just give them no structure at all and then confuse them or we can say these are prob even if we don't say it outright, we notice these are tendencies that they probably will have or they are expressing already, and we encourage them to find healthy outlets for them. There are healthy outlets. Are there though? There are healthy outlets because for aggression. Yes. I don't. I don't. Competitive sports is aggressive, especially male competitive yeah, sports is very aggressive. Yeah, there's like a I don't know if, whatever. There's like a whole TV show about like NFL quarterbacks and like the wives compare the wives of these NFL quarterbacks compared it to like their husbands getting in a car crash every Sunday when they play. Like I don't think that's necessarily so, healthy. Okay. I'm not trying to say okay. Here and, like, so bash let's NFL. let's. But I mean, so I let's am, say not NFL. Pick there's other healthy outlets. Let's say something like basketball that you're not tackling people. It's still pretty aggressive when you're watching male basketball. It's a lot more high speed. It's a lot more right. I mean, aggressive. Listen, that's is it aggressive? I think I, yeah, and no, I think I there are definitely healthy outlets for male aggression. I think this is, I guess, what our fundamental disagreement right. is: I is that you don't think that anything is really inherent and innate, and I think that it I is. Mean, okay, I listen. I think that is it innate no i think that maybe testosterone does lend itself to you know a little more aggression than women typically experience but the way it's i don't even know the word the way it's what's the word i don't know like done like the way it's manifest yes <laughs> the way yeah thanks yeah you know, right guys here. i know yeah you don't like a one foot dictionary guys it's, it's not small it's like the size of my entire it's hand a pretty cool dictionary and I'm guys pretty it's webster's pretty large hand. new 20th century dictionary it's from like 1980 oh it's a really cool dictionary yeah she's like guys go buy it yeah it no. has like all the presidents in the back it has a bunch of cool charts from when like 1980 it has up to like bush i think <laughs> great i don't know something like wow, that wow really really updated yeah, I think Does it have yeah. the word slay in it? Um, probably in the sense like of to murder someone. Oh, man. 
<laughs> like slaying the dragon Slay. another healthy form of male oh, aggression yeah. <laughs> when, when wow he needs, to, go, he needs to save the kingdom by slaughtering <laughs> oh, the dragon Great. no but that's okay wait wait but now that you mention that it does wait. <laughs> you probably hate fairy tales right that's okay. what i'm about to say though got like it, why is the pri- <laughs> why is the prince like it's always a damsel in distress and listen listen i'm not here to say i'm not you know interested in <laughs> Listen. <laughs> all right i'll try to stray away from okay. sexual topics okay, but okay. anyway why is it that like princes have to save the woman like always in every fairy tale literally ever because when chivalry died society oh started going downhill God, guys, chivalry. i believe chivalry yes. is not dead guys oh i believe God. that because it is biologically based chivalry will never fully die we're just pushing it down biologically. so much and then Bi- anyways but um okay. but I think again those those sure. this is this kind of exemplifies I guess I think fairy tales actually kind of exemplifies my whole point is that the stereotypes have always kind of existed and there have been some harmful aspects of them like saying a woman is incapable of saving herself right. is harmful but or like but those submissive weak okay I mean, you know, but those analyze. inner truths of men wanting to be protectors and providers and women being more nurturing mm-hmm. and more empathetic those truths Ex- <laughs> no. I don't know what you just said. But <laughs> those truths have always existed and are not bad. It's about further figuring out, okay, how do we channel those and how do we talk to our kids about those? So we shouldn't be telling kids, if you're stuck in a tower, just wait for a man to come save no, you. No, we shouldn't be telling these okay. stories at all. We should be completely no, changing I don't, them. I don't think there's a problem with what? these you stories. Don't, I think that we can acknowledge how far me, society has come. And tell talk about aggressive aggressive language. <laughs> Essie kills me when we talk about this. So I guess females use aggressive oh, language as well. Am I masculine? Um, That's how this works. I think everyone has some b- both inside of okay, them. Okay, but listen, I actually also think that everything's a spectrum. Everyone has a little bit of everything, right? Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. But I think when you make something too much of a focal point in your life, it can cause harm. Like, let's say, for example, I don't know, I'm, I'm just going to name name drop here, but one of my really close friends, Eliana, oh, is yeah. really yeah. interested in MBTI, which is like extroverts and introverts. Yeah, I also am. Oh, you really? Yeah. Are you really? Yeah. What are you? I? Wait, can I yeah, guess? Yeah, I'll guess Wait. This. Okay. okay, this might not be on the podcast because it's so off topic. Yeah, we'll see. I, N, no? Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. Yeah, I, N, T, no f j i'm an f yeah i'm okay you're probably oh gosh i feel like mm, it's like you're enfp no that's close esfp oh okay so just got one yeah i always have trouble with that very like yes sensory yeah physical interesting (laughs) sorry oh my god sorry guys sorry okay um anyways i'm not swearing so what were you going with this point i don't know about myers-briggs Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you. See, okay. it, guys, I would never <laughs> be able to talk topic. She mentioned it for a reason. I was yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> Thank God. I'm here to make sure the podcast stays on track. Yeah, making sure the audio hasn't stopped, which it hasn't. Wow. I still see it She's going. so professional. BH, yeah. Um, no, I just think that with, you know, let's say you t- take the MBTI, whatever. What is it? Myers-Briggs. Myers-Briggs type indicator. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> that, yeah. Anyways. Um, that, that, you know, you, you focalize that as your center point. And you believe, I am an extrovert. Therefore, I hate being alone. You know? If you focalize on that, to, uh, maybe that's the wrong word. But if you, you know, prioritize yeah. that maybe so much, you're going to miss, you know, 
you're not going to miss. You're going to burn yourself out because you cannot always be with people all the time. There has to be a moment of silence and you have to be, you know, healthy and, and realize that being alone isn't going to destroy you or your like your perception of reality I guess and like the same with you know if you're an introvert right like okay that means like you hate people you're never gonna talk to a single person in your life like no that's just unrealistic like you're gonna have to talk to someone at least once you know what I mean and and I think masculinity and femininity and listen I think extroverts and introverts there are a lot to learn from that and I can say listen I'm an extrovert and I know what my strengths are with you know being able to connect to people really easily but I also know what my weaknesses are which is like finding time for myself sometimes can be really hard for me but I can take that and you know use that as a spectrum right but whereas femininity and masculinity are very different where you kind of have to be super feminine kind of all the time because otherwise you are going to be looked at differently you are going to be judged and especially I don't want to make it like religious or whatever but especially in our culture like you don't think that if you're more masculine as a woman you're going to be looked at as differently like you are I think even in in non-religious culture if you are if you dress more masculine or if you look or if you do things that are more masculine you're gonna be looked at a certain way okay so even I can acknowledge that that's true but not then I can say there are two solutions there either we completely get rid of the categories which is your solution or we work on improving the way we view people okay I think improving is getting to a point where they don't really exist anymore because you know so what so how does that look I guess this is kind of coming almost full circle but how does that like how does that like express itself how does a society where there are no categories at all look androgynous like I just think everyone should be kind of like so that has a lot of harm when there's just no norm first of all I don't think that's possible because I think that the norms are always going to come back because like like I said at the beginning like what Michael Knowles says you can't really have just a completely neutral setting it doesn't it's not really going to exist in the real world but also I think there are a lot of harms like how are we raising our kids then in in this idea of society how do you raise kids I mean raise them like a human like so there are zero stereotypes you put on them yeah i mean you should have a stereotype of respecting other people so uh, there are no gender specific no why why do you care if they're gender specific so like do you agree with like babies i mean uh, i don't know really because listen in today's society as it stands no because it's just going to cause a lot of confusion and i guess i take a more republican stance on that in a perfect world everyone would be a baby i guess and i i don't think why not just call them babies like baby doesn't have a a masculine or feminine okay but i'm saying like like right when you're you have to choose some things for your children you choose how you dress them you choose what toys you buy for them why can't they all dress you know with listen you pick out your own personal style whatever color you like okay but like your three month old is not picking out okay so why are they wearing blue because like why because put them in pink like who cares because the reality is that even though that's wait you mean that if they're in pink people will treat them a different way wait maybe no 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 no, that's not not what i'm saying i mean i think that they're Okay, so there is a very big discussion about, like, should we be treating, raising our girls and boys the same way? And I think there is a lot of merit to the idea that there are different ways that we can treat Guys, boys versus girls. liberal. No, this is, oh. not, this is not oh. liberal. Um, there, I think that there is a lot of merit to actually catering the way we treat children based on gender. I think there's a lot of merit to that. 
Like, Wait, can you repeat that? There's a lot of merit, and I'm not saying I agree with this fully, but there's a lot of merit to, because there's kind of this big controversy of, do you raise your boys and girls the same? Do you give them the same jobs? Do you give them the same chores? Do you dress them the same? And I, th- I think that there's a lot of merit to say that, no, you shouldn't do that, but that was kind of off topic, but I was getting somewhere with this. I think I was saying that, yeah, the lack of any, st- even if you were to say you raise your children totally the same, you still can't just let them really do whatever they want. There are some norms that allow them to healthily understand themselves and contextualize the world and understand everything going around to understand their bodies understand why they're feeling certain ways if you don't talk about those differences you're just going to end up with more confused children children need structure there's study after study that children need structure there's i could list a few here there's child psychologist lisa demore um who's cool a name. bunch of bunch of different like titles that she has interesting she Her says seems to be your like what? a feminine stereotype. Oh <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> this is, these aren't even gender stereotypes. These aren't gender studies at all. These are just totally mm. child development studies. This is adolescents. She says adolescents actually want structure from their parents despite their protestations to the contrary. Permissiveness and inconsistency from parents can be unsettling and provoke anxiety. They can get warmth from their teachers, from their friends, pa- friends' parents, but they can only get structure from parents, describing the sense of being a teenager to defend the premise. Being a teenager feels like you're out of control and you're surrounded by people who are out of control you don't want parents to be out of control so if we apply these ideas to gender completely just ignoring the in- inherent differences that they those inherent feelings they feel within them they notice they're not going to just completely not be able to see the differences because those differences are going to express themselves always because they're inherent so those inherent differences just ignoring them and not allowing children to have structure and labels to understand those differences is just going to cause a lot of confusion and anxiety in their lives i agree that if you know they're not informed that this exists it is going to cause anxiety and inconsistency for sure and obviously i think there should be standards but i just don't understand why they have to be gendered standards like why can't a standard for everyone be respect each other and why can't a general standard for everyone be hey don't use violence and break into someone's house no matter if you're a woman or a man happens to be men currently are just advertised more violent things like nerf guns basketball whatever like there is obviously a reason why boys go for nerf guns and girls don't because it's not advertised towards girls because they're trying to make men more masculine or i guess more aggressive or i guess what you what you want to call it is you know direct that aggression into a healthy outlet i guess but it ends up becoming violent and and it turns from you know a nerf gun to breaking and entering someone's house and then so that's why we inculcate these core values that are not well, gendered big words yeah I, a bunch of people uses that word all the time guys, guys this is why the dictionary words. is here. one of my favorite words but anyway that's why we give them those values we give them values of respect and do we yeah i think and if we don't then we should be right but that doesn't mean we can't say that everyone has different things to bring to the table you're gonna feel these naturally aggressive tendencies or if they're a girl you're gonna feel these other tendencies that can also be used for bad and just ignoring them and trying to negate them is extremely dangerous and harmful there's nothing that makes me more frustrated than when you see these commercials like for example there was like a famous gillette commercial a while back that was basically this gillette commercial essentially was like talking about like toxic masculinity and was kind of saying like we should be more like like feminine kind of and like more like women but it's like 
that is such like imagine you're a man you feel these naturally aggressive tendencies because that's biological within you and you feel this more like forthright this more like let me go out and do this let me go ask for the raise let me go and like be more forthright and outgoing and you hear that all you're hearing is that ignore those push those down instead of channeling them into a healthy outlet that's so sad for little boys to grow up hearing that and the same way that if which we don't really see in the culture as much a little bit but if we were to tell women which i guess we i guess we saw it a few years back Mm -hmm. telling women that you know don't you don't want to like you should really think about it before you have kids like don't just assume that it's good to have a family you should be going girl boss you know go get a job and climb up the corporate ladder and then girls are like wait but what if i want to have kids and now i'm confused the reason is I, I think the reasoning behind these ads are what is the reason you want to be a mother? Is it because you actually want to be a mother or is it because you've been conditioned and society has pushed this onto you? So maybe think about it. And for a man, yeah, you feel more aggressive. Like, really look into yourself. Do you actually feel more aggressive or everyone's telling you you are aggressive so you don't really have a choice in the matter? It's kind of pushed onto you. And I, I don't know that we can answer those here because we're not in everyone's brain and i don't know if there are i i mean i don't know i obviously have not done enough research for this but you can tell me if there are like studies that show that men and women are like i actually forgot what i was just gonna say maybe you can fill in the blanks i fully forgot what i was about to say about like because i mean you were getting to the idea yeah and I forgot it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not sure exactly where you're going with that. But, like, something about, like, are you naturally feeling these or are these pushed on you by yeah. society? So I would argue that, yeah, a lot of it is natural, which is why ignoring it is dangerous. And you can argue that, of course, there, of course there are some... How is it dangerous? Like, what's it going to do? If a man feels aggressive and then okay, society's telling him, hey, maybe guys, don't be aggressive, what, what's bad preview about that? To, preview to my next episode... Oh. This is where we get the rise of the Alpha Andrew Tate. Because when you don't allow men to feel these natural things they feel and give them healthy ways, they're going to find unhealthy ways. And we're going to see people like Andrew Tate come on and say and, and say things that are very harmful to young men because they haven't found a good way of expressing these feelings. So that's actually the danger of it. Same thing with women, although we haven't really seen that but as much. Why? I mean, listen, Andrew Tate is hated by a lot of people but he's also literally beloved by so that's many what i'm people. saying that's what i'm saying right why? he's so beloved because so many men have been hearing for so many years th- this is kind no, of why just getting there oh my gosh uh, <laughs> no say what you're gonna say first. this is why andrew tate is so dangerous and this is kind of what i'm gonna talk about a lot next week he's so dangerous because he's so like seductive is the wrong word but he's so like oh my god she just like raised her eyes (laughs) guys i'm sorry because he's so attractive to so many young men because these young men have just seen their entire lives and been told it's bad it's toxic masculinity is toxic everything you're feeling is bad you have to be more soft and more feminine so then they've been so lost and now they finally see someone like validating their natural feelings and saying yeah be aggressive except he's saying it in a very unhealthy way but they're attracted to it because and they love him and they they 
th- th- he's their idol because they haven't found any good role models and any good examples of masculinity. I think that it might even be the opposite of what you're saying, though. Like, the reason why they're so attracted to Andrew Tate is because they're validating what they've always been told that they should feel, which is aggressive. And they should go after, you know, a million girls at once. And a girl isn't allowed another, a girl isn't allowed to even look at another guy, but I'm allowed to have 15 girlfriends. And that literally is a traditional, like, stereotype of men that men you know like women do sex for other reasons and uh, this is getting a little less family friendly (laughs) (laughs) but but Andrew Tate's kind of validating what they have always been told which is that they are aggressive so then they're like you know what yeah I am and he's giving so many benefits and and he's pushing women down down to the ground literally (laughs) like like I, I can't, like, whatever, entertains a whole, okay, you'll yes. do that on your next episode, yeah. but I think men are, are really, like, hanging on to this idea of power, because they, it is starting to get, you know, stripped away, little by little, and the, the fields are getting a little more even, and they're scared of losing this, like, power they have over women, the power they have over controlling society, and we're starting to get a little smarter, and we're starting to be like, you know what, I don't, I can be a mechanic if I want to, and I can be involved in STEM, and I can work, and and I could do everything a man could do, and men are kind of outdated. <laughs> okay, so... So men are getting scared, and they're latching on to this idea of power, which is Andrew Tate. Okay, men are getting example. scared. I would agree to a certain extent. I just think of what is the question, because I think if you, like... I, I guess I guess like the power. I guess people like could look around and to argue to the contrary, but I think most rational people would look around at society today and say that we are less traditional like in general in society. Like you look at the movies that are being made, you look at even in kids shows, you're seeing these these progressive ideas being pushed. So, I would argue that the basis of what you're saying that people like Andrew Tate and like this because it's validating what they already know. No, I think it's because he's validating in, in a harmful way, but he's speaking to something that is true that they haven't seen anywhere else. Andrew Tate is popular because he's counterculture. He's counterculture way too far to the other direction, but he's still counterculture. And I think that kind of just speaks to the idea that we need to have a culture that is healthy enough where we don't see counterculture right. figures like this pop up. So I guess right. I would disagree with the premise of what you're saying, that I would say that society right now is very non-traditional and it is those inherently true traditional feelings that men have that is what makes him so attractive i don't know i feel like this traditional way of thinking gives men a lot more power and so they like the idea of having more power so they latch on to it and listen like everyone you know that's that's the demise of humankind you know power money hungry actually specifically masculine in terms of of men wanting um things and wanting materialistic things well women kind of you know the feminine traits are to go after the the family to go after listen i i work i make money to go on a nice vacation like i want to relax i want to live and men are you know they have their home life and then they have their work life and their work life is where people really know them and people even say like oh yeah i have my work wife and that's where it gets like you know a little toxic also and i think there are issues with you know the both extremes right like like andrew tate right he's he is an extreme and i think that that's harmful and mm-hmm. <clears throat> i actually kind of wanted to go back to something that you said at the kind of beginning but i was just like looking through my notes and i like 
was like what so you said that there's like no, no such thing as neutrality and i'm just confused because there are so many things that are neutral that you just like that exist but you don't treat people differently because of it like okay wait look at me you have blue eyes yeah okay i also have blue eyes but let's say someone had brown eyes okay for the record i thought you had green eyes but well, whatever okay. anyway i knew she had blue eyes guys <laughs> i make it my personality <laughs> that is true okay yeah. anyway um i wouldn't look at a person with brown eyes and like clock it i wouldn't be like oh they have brown eyes like literally i had to ask Asti what color her eyes were i didn't even know because it's not something that i care about uh, you know like i i love Essie and i just don't care about what color her eyes are that doesn't mean i treat her any differently in fact it means i i don't treat her differently based on her eye color and i think that's that's good and um, that's a neutral thing that we all have different eye colors you know mine might be less blue than yours or less vivid than someone else's but that doesn't mean we treat other people differently so there are definitely external traits and and maybe even internal traits like like the mbti thing that i was talking about um you know extroverts introverts all that that can be rendered as kind of neutral the difference is i think you kind of hit on something that I don't think you always do hit on Probably the differences <laughs> exist no matter those just like people with different eye colors people have different just like people will always have different eye colors people will always there will always be men and women those are always categories that will exist the difference is is that there's nothing it's there's no sign i mean you can find a study to back up anything but there's no like respected studies that say people who have blue eyes act this way people who have right. green eyes act this way but for men and women, that isn't the case. So I guess neutrality, when, I, when I'm saying there is no such thing as neutrality, there is no such thing as the categories disappearing. And because they always exist, I think that we have to, because they always exist, they, 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 have, they, they exist for a reason. And, and I think they'll always exist. I'm, I mean, I'm not interested in getting rid of men and women. I'm interested in getting rid of these, these attributes and characteristics. I can't speak attributes and characteristics we i literally can't talk okay uh, what did i just say okay these attributes we apply to men and women which are these like i yeah, I'm, i give up okay <laughs> so um let's let's just close out so any I'll, I'll give my final thoughts and you can give yours so i guess my in very summed up way of putting this there are differences between men and women. Those differences are meaningful. And because we operate differently, that is for a purpose. And of course, everyone has freedom to do what they want. But I think ignoring those differences and those natural rules that we fit into is harmful. There will always be such thing as men and women or male and female. We all have different body parts. We are going to have different hormones. I think that's non-negotiable. But I think that there is a way to get rid of the negative and positive stereotypes that apply to both genders because it's bad to label people and labeling people only gets us so far. And how much more we would be able to do if we treated everyone as if we treated them you know, if we didn't look at things like race or we didn't look at things like sex and we didn't look at someone as masculine or feminine and we looked at them as if, you know, their eye color was brown and we just treated everyone like a human and respected people for who they actually are. Okay. Um, um, I think at the end of this, I just want to say that 
although me and Essie disagree, yeah. and I think we kind of brought this up a couple of times, <laughs> like, very inherently, like, I believe so strongly in, like, subjective reality. Like, <laughs> what I believe in God, but I feel like it's subjective, but objective at the same time. Like, it's kind of <laughs> confusing. But uh, listen, we can have differing opinions and still be, like, amazing friends. And I think Venturo kind of got it wrong sometimes. He likes to say that, you know, you should, if your girlfriend has, like, different different mindset different values like you shouldn't date her i don't know like i think we can be friends and you can have a great relationship with someone that you disagree with yeah exactly i think yeah we're friends and we disagree and i think that one of the things that's going to heal our country is people acknowledging that we disagree and we can have different opinions but that we can all get along and it's it's really guys like it's gonna be okay like society's (laughs) not gonna fall apart because we have different opinions um Okay, so I like to end this like I did last time where I give some suggestions of like things to like look at or like just like things to read or th- whatever. So I'm going to give like a few and then Aaliyah, you can give a few. So do you want to go first? Um, sure. Esty likes to end with this type of thing and I forgot that this was like a political podcast. So the things that I recommended were very not political at all. So something that I'm really interested in right now is the podcast Meaningful People. It's actually oh. a, what? <laughs> Yeah, I like that. I like it. I love it. It's about, like, the Jewish community and Jews from all over. Um, If you don't know, me and Essie are both Jewish. (laughs) Um, And it's just about the Jewish community in all different facets and how these people are, like, so influential in the Jewish community and what they really do and how people can be so, so cool. Like, Jews can be so cool. And it's really cool to see, like, people in our own community doing such cool things. It really, it's inspiring. Um, I would want to be on it one day, hopefully. (laughs) And then another thing, which is just kind of very off topic, is it's a podcast called Sweet Bobby. I actually love it. It's a true crime podcast. I'm actually obsessed with it. It's about, like, this, this, it's a storytelling of how this woman um was like uh what's the right word this woman was caught i guess by a predator and this predator tries to like you know suck onto her leech onto her for like 10 years it's like a crazy like horror true crime i love it though very not political (laughs) that's interesting okay i like it okay that's it uh yeah Okay. And prepare to turn right, obviously. Yeah, guys, come on, send it out. Um, Okay, so I'm going to have a few things that are political, a few things that are less. So this is a great speech. I just was thinking of this, like, I don't usually catch the, like, the, like, Young Americans, like the YAF, Young Americans Foundation, like they have like a lot of live streams, a lot of speeches. I don't usually catch them. This one I randomly just saw and like caught it partially live. And it's a Michael Knowles speech. It's called America's Under-Incarceration Problem. It was fascinating. I think there was a lot of people that would disagree with the ideas that he said or not agree with him totally. But there were so many interesting points that I definitely think we should look into that. Also, um, I would recommend, and I'm going to talk, I think I'm recommending this because of the next episode that I'm doing, but I'd recommend that like listening to some nuanced perspectives on Andrew Tate is very interesting so there are some conservatives who agree with me and think that he's harmful because there are a lot of them that fall into the trap so I think two people that you should listen to if you want some interesting podcasts about him are Liz Wheeler and Allie Beth Stuckey they're both conservative but they are honest about the harm they think he's doing and I think because that's so culturally relevant today it's important to find those voices and a third thing is I don't know if you guys have been following the whole Duggar thing um but 19 kids and counting no idea. no oh my gosh guys, okay okay guys so growing up 
I watched 19 Kids and Counting. That was my show. I loved it. My whole family watched it. And there's a, I know you, I know some of you are probably familiar with the scandals that have come out over the years about them. And they're, it's really crazy. And the whole IBLP movement and Bill Gothard, it's so interesting. It's not so political, but it's really interesting. So I'd recommend there's um, a new documentary series about it on Amazon Prime called Shiny Shiny Happy People, Duggar Family Secrets. It's fascinating. It's not political and it's definitely made by liberals and I think there are some problems that I noticed when I was watching it that I was like oh you're kind of conflating things that shouldn't be conflated like not all Christianity is fundamentalism whatever um so there are some issues with that but I would definitely recommend that and just it's really interesting and um there are also a lot of interviews that one of the daughters Ginger Duggar has done a lot of interviews a lot of them have done interviews but I think her specifically she's done a lot of really interesting interviews on Allie Beth Stuckey's podcast on the Cultish podcast I definitely recommend listening to those uh so those are recommendations um yeah any final words I would recommend moving to Israel actually <laughs> I think America's you know I, we're all kind of done I mean at least I am okay um, you don't agree I mean I mean to some extent you're not moving to Israel I mean, we could have a debate on Zionism. I think we'd probably agree to some extent. I mean, okay. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, anyway, bye, guys. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for turning right. 